Hello and welcome to the podcast, The Lotus Ears, for the 12th of a uh, month in 2023. I'm joined by Voice of Wales. Hey. That's the important thing, not the date. Anyway, <laughs> how are you doing, guys? Good, very good, very good. Congratulations on the new studio, by the way. So we came up here before it was uh, obviously done, and now it's done, and it's, it's fantastic. So well done. Awesome. Is that? Anyway, yeah. and she'll uh, announce what is going to be done, which is uh, we're talking today about Asians and the new white supremacists, which... Um, Welcome to the club. Yes. It's been a long time coming. <laughs> the award goes to the Asians. It was close. I mean, we were going to get the, um, the, the Russians in instead, because they're not white either, but never mind. Never mind. Slabs next year. Next year, maybe. All right. Also, the Strad Stradley? Straight? Straddy. Straddy Park Hotel and Spa, which if you're looking for a getaway, I'm told is beautiful. So well, we'll learn all about the amenities they have. And... Um, <laughs> one entrance through a hedge and also <laughs> the diversity brigades which is something i didn't think we'd all get drafted into but now we are all going to serve the glory of diversity fantastic i'm not even kidding it's really on the table now oh, i love the west yeah anyway <laughs> give us some fun <laughs> so asians are now the white supremacists of the uh the new world they, they have joined the club um it's a tough club to get into i thought the membership was white only yeah not anymore no, at least, at least according to quite a lot of authors who are a bit upset about affirmative action being killed. Specifically. <laughs> so for some reason, they've decided that the Asians can just hang, which yeah. was a weird response, yeah. in my opinion. <laughs> but we'll promote something first before I tell you all the details. <laughs> this being on OSIS.com, The Cultural Revolution by uh, Frank DeCollar there, because of course, there was also another idea that just went nuts. I, I also, I don't know how on earth... Uh, did, if I gave this author this book, I think he would find a way of blaming communism on the whites. But we'll figure that out later. But we'll go to the guy I'm talking about. Because you might think I've just been sniffing bath salts or something. Like, what the hell am I talking about Asians and white supremacists now? Well, here we are from The Nation. Asian-American conservatives have become key allies of white supremacy. Finally. <laughs> um, we're growing. <laughs> it's, it is, it is a, a wide group. I mean, we've gone over this a few times, actually, in different articles and different speakers. And we managed to narrow the white race down to including all of the world except black Americans at one point. Because yeah. <laughs> there was an argument that the Africans are white supremacists, you know, all of the Asians, obviously. Who, who wouldn't? Um, all of the Latinos, yep. they secretly are also white supremacists. So all that is left is African Americans. Yeah. Yeah. The only non-white people on earth in the leftist worldview. But we'll check out this chap because he has a very convincing argument. As the death of affirmative action showed, Asian American conservatives are active, militant, co-conspirators with the white conservatives. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like someone told it, like Robert Mugabe. Yeah. He's talking yeah, about them. Like, yeah. work with the whites. <laughs> In fact, we had a conversation once, didn't we, about... Um, <laughs> we did. Ian, Ian Smith. Ian Smith. Of Rhodesia. Yes. And one of the funny things about Rhodesia is they declared the Asians honorary whites yes, towards the end. That's right, they did. <laughs> and so is this chap. For some reason, he's very salty about diversity hiring. So he says in here, in 2014, a California-born sophomore named Michael Wang wrote an op-ed for the Mercury News complaining about bias against Asian Americans in higher education. How could he do this? Disgusting. Mm. Just be oppressed, you yeah. loser. Anyway, but they say in here, despite his stellar academic record, Wang said he was rejected from top-tier universities across the nation, quote, applying to college is an anxiety-filled rite of passions for students and parents alike. For Asian American families, however, the anxiety is mixed with dread. They know that their race will be used against them in admissions, and there is nothing they can do but overprepare. What a white nationalist arguing for equal rights. Yeah, 
<laughs> at a federal level. Almost like it was a constitutional guarantee, but never mind. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so they say in here, Wang's perspective, although far from the dominant view among Asian Americans, I don't know, I'd, li- I'd like a fact check on that one, but was one that resonated with many students and parents. It was also one with a powerful supporter, Edward Bloom. Just think of lightning and thunder. Yes. <laughs> the right-wing legal activist and staunch affirmative action foe. Months after Wang's op-ed, Bloom filed a lawsuit against Harvard's affirmative action policies, and by 2015, grassroots movement headed by Chinese and other Asian Americans had sprung up. Asian American Coalition for Education, another white supremacist front, co-founded by Wang's father, another white supremacist, mobilized by 64 Chinese Americans. Oh, white supremacists? <laughs> yeah. Well, there was an Indian American there, so he's... Uh, also a Korean American. And a Pakistani American. All have joined the white race. So, I mean, we've expanded the white race to now, I think, about half the globe in terms of population. So, there we are all of China, all of India, all of Pakistan, and all of Europe. <laughs> so, whatever. Um, they also filed a civil rights complaint. And you may remember this was the details that led to the case that went before the Supreme Court where they were like, hang on a minute, I think discrimination is wrong hmm. on the basis of race. Hmm. Which. Well, wasn't, it, wasn't it a point where. Uh, when you became an American, you were an American. You weren't a African American or an Asian American or an Indian American or a Latino American. You were American. Yeah. And the the problem that's come, and Alistair Cook actually um, um, emphasizes <clears throat> many times, where there are some places like San Francisco where Hispanic is spoken more than American. And Spanish. Spanish. More sorry. than English. <laughs> yeah. It is more than English. It is I, beg you, I beg your pardon, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and he said that there's, an, there's becoming a two-tier system there. If you can't speak Spanish, you won't get a job. But the whole thing about the United States was one flag, one language, British or English, or a version of, and, and that's it. Now they're splitting up into tribes again. And this has come about because of this nonsense. Well, I love in the West. So it's, I think it's in the UK as well. Officially, we don't have a language, like an official language. Yeah. You have to be a blooming idiot to think that means we all should speak Pakistani. Yes. It's just, <laughs> no, I don't want to learn Urdu. Yeah. Why? Because, well, this is England and it's kind of a given. Yes. Like, even though it's not official. We yeah. Just, yeah. Who knows, who knows what the future will bring, though, isn't it? But don't worry. No, actually. The, the Asians are joining us. So if we can speak Mandarin, it'll still be white for some reason. Anyway, he says in here, the forces that finally swept affirmative action away could soon come to discover that their victory is a hollow one. That's because, as researchers Janelle Wong, Viet Ta, Nguyen, Nicole Gonucci, and Wu Yanpun, that's a real name, have pointed out, uh, reversing affirmative action only strengthens the population of white students at the expense of black and other minority students, including Asians. Right, now that's clearly a lie. Yeah. Like on the face of it. We don't have to do research. Yeah. Like the Asian American can't get into Harvard because there's too many Asians according to Harvard. But trust me, bro, if we stop them doing that, it'll be even harder for you to get... I'm not going to waste my time. It's an obvious lie. But we must be clear about one thing. Asian-American anti-affirmative action activists have not been simply used by the evil whites. No, he writes white activists. And duped into a white supremacist policy. They are active, militant, co-conspirators with the whites. (laughs) 
writes Mr. Lee. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, but this does come off like a deranged lunatic. Yeah. 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 But to be honest with you, this is what all Welsh media, right? Like, you know, anybody, you know, everything that steps outside of anything from far left is far right, pretty yeah. much. And it's exactly the same sort of language. You know, we've got black friends who are called the white face or the black face of white supremacy purely because they hold traditional conservative values. Yeah. Or speak which would to make us. Them white supremacy. Or speak to us. Or speak to us. <laughs> yeah, obviously you'd have to be. But, you know, and this is it. You know, this is what they say is that they're tricked into. They use they use softy words and try to appeal to people's nature to to hoodwink them into becoming a white supremacist. Yeah, but obviously this person seems like they're doing it all on their own. But it does just sound like some kind of you know the guys who shout on the street corners. That's right. Yeah, I mean it does sound like they they're not just fooled into white supremacy. The Asians are with the whites. That's yeah. right. Yeah, I mean it's just actual madness. I mean I did actually wonder with Wales because of course as we all know Celts are not white. Yeah, yeah. So how does that really work in Welsh media? It's like. Well, yeah. Well, they, they don't so much use white supremacists. We're all neo-Nazis and neo-fascists in Wales. Yeah. So that's what they do there. Everybody, they... Oh, no they, one's they, white. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they, they've been tricked into joining the neo-Nazis. You know, they didn't realise what they were getting themselves into when they wanted to look after their community. Nazi... Happens all you the know? time, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like when you hear a story of a guy who tripped and fell into a woman. It's just like, well, of course. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, but they say here, they are building a key flank for the right wing across the nation. And they... And the left must urgently recognize that right-wing politics precisely gain power by recruiting conservative ideologies among communities of color that overlap but retain distinct aspects from white supremacy. It's, what the f*** are you talking yeah, about? It's just, it's just bunkum. It, the, it com- completely is bunkum. The, the foundations of white supremacy are recruiting non-whites who agree with them on conservatism. Yeah, that makes you white supremacist. I would have thought that made them all conservative. Yes. Never mind. Yeah. So, well, what we're seeing here, and this is something I've, I've noticed a lot over the last couple of years, is it's gone from far right as being the problem. It's not far right anymore. It's it's diluted down to right wing. So far right's gone. Right wing, anything right wing now is as bad as far right was. But but I mean, all, all of this is is academic in in Wales because uh, the people that are at the bottom of the education pile are white Welsh boys. Hmm. So so the 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 fact that um, you you possibly don't have the best doctor that's operating you on you or the best nurse or the best whatever is because of all this nonsense. Mm. Directly, demonstrably. I mean, before we have some more glue with this chap <laughs> down his memory lane, I thought we'd just quickly check out what else he has written specifically about Asians because he seems to have a soft spot for it. Well, here's an article from him where he says, what we can do right now to stop anti-Asian hate. Oh, it's, a, it's a real interest of his. What does he write in his, in his spare time when he's not ranting and raving about the evil whites? The most intimate solutions, immediate solutions, that are usually suggested by some Asian Americans, such as funding the police, only wind up causing their own kind of harm to other communities. Not their own, for some reason, he writes. Genuine safety for Asian American communities will require that we think beyond capitalism. Right. And imagine a system that prioritizes community needs over profit. Asian Americans must work together to find organizing solutions that combine a longer-term anti-capitalist vision of change with immediate demands. To begin with, we must contend with the nature of capitalism itself. Capitalism recruits the power of different social relations. I'm sorry, is this a CCP chatbot? I was just going to say, where's the the World Economic (laughs) Forum? Yeah, I mean, yeah. At what point is he going to say, comrade? Just, <laughs> capitalism needs to go because capitalism is causing 
certain communities to hate Asians. Who are they? Don't name them. <laughs> that would be would be terribly awkward. Uh, so I checked them out because I wanted to see if it was a chatbot because you can't be too careful these days. Mm. Turns out, sadly, no. He is real. He is a real human being. Here he is, as you can see, Labor Solidarity with Hong Kong protests, an account where he did some stream with a bunch of Labor people in which he's just trying to subvert the Hong Kong protests for leftist ends. Yep. Okay. He's a real guy with established time, not talking to a chatbot at least. Probably, probably a member of the CCP. I wouldn't be surprised, frankly, and I, I think we could prove it going back to his uh, rantings. Yes. I mean, one of the funny things I'm sure you know is like the, the Soviet Union were their main avenue of attack of particularly the United States. They just believed like the best avenue was always to try and stoke a race war mm. because that would cause uh, disorganization in yeah, the United yeah. States. And therefore, yeah. you could move on to the other yeah. aspects of yeah. your business. Yeah. Well, we've seen it today. I, we? I wonder who who operates that. Mm. <laughs> who knows? Back to his insights. Though. Back to back to huffing glue as we love to do. Uh, these are <laughs> there is a culture of white supremacy which demands the particular context of gun violence in the United States. Right. Right. Should we check out, if we could all turn our racism textbooks to page 408, <laughs> we can see some statistics. Um, US gun deaths by race and gender, United States, some arbitrary years picked here. As we can see, black men have now joined the white supremacist race. So now we're just down to black women not being in the white race, which is um, kind of a small group of people I would have thought to have excluded. But back to the, back to the blue sniffing. Uh, we must also deal with the overwhelming socio-political power of the American police state. Okay, yeah, I mean, we are back to someone from the CCP yes. talking. Yeah, point. yeah. Demands for more police rest on a faulty and limited notion of what actually enables community safety, such as law and order. Yeah, it's police. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sorry, it's not that hard. Uh, rather than providing protection and security, police further endanger communities and reinforce an atmosphere of threat, especially for black and brown people, doesn't tell us why. Yeah. No. Just throws them under the bus. Yeah, yeah. Just goes, well, obviously, they, the police would turn up and just start arresting them. Yeah, or shooting them. For some <laughs> reason, the real victims of the law is his argument. Uh, should we check back at some other things he's written real quick? Because it's, this isn't new either. Policing won't stop anti-Asian violence. Solidarity will. Yeah, he wants, he wants, he wants to go back to, to um, year zero, doesn't he? And, and get... Get your own relations to dub you in when you've done something wrong. You don't self policing sort of thing. You don't need the police. You just get your your, your kids right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, no, he never actually specifies who he wants solidarity with. So <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to presume the criminal community, which yeah. are a proud and heads, you know, a, a rock, a pillar of the American <laughs> life. But anyway, moving back to the, the America wouldn't be the same without them, would it? Well, well, I mean, yeah, actually, you are right. Yeah, I mean, I'm, without the crime rate in the United States, I mean, what's the point? Exactly. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's headed by the top number one guy there, isn't it? Biden and his son. Yeah. But if we go back, because he, uh, it's he doesn't want solidarity with those pesky whites demanding that they be treated equally. All those pesky Asians who also want the same thing. Uh, he then goes on to whine about the modern minority myth. Right? I don't know if you heard of that before. So no. the, the modern minority myth is this meme within left wing circles that they say that the white supremacy, um. Well, it's really clever, you know, because for some reason, Asians in America outperform the whites in every category. Um, health, education, income, which sort of, you know, puts up kind of a hole in the boat yeah. that is their narrative. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they have to argue, oh, actually, that the white supremacy 
got into our heads as Asians and mm. made us better than the whites to keep a brother down. <laughs> I'm not even joking. You can go and read in your own time. They have words about it, but I'm, I'm simplifying because I don't have all year to read a block of text. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they say in here that the model minority myth is a myth because um, he doesn't actually argue why. He, he does point out that Asians do perform better than all other groups, including whites at all levels on any category. <laughs> that, that, again, is a myth for some reason. <laughs> for some reason, the whites let themselves in the white supremacist society be oppressed by Asians. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, to be honest, it was the same thing. I think with the Rhodesians. It, it, yeah, because I ran into a chap at one of our events once, where um, his family were from Rhodesia, so he has a birth certificate. Yeah, of his mum and dad, and his uh, his dad's Mister Gujarati, and his mother is Mrs. Gujarati, and on their birth certificate it just has white, <laughs> because of course Rhodesia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they also made the point. It was like, well, we were actually earning more than whites in Rhodesia. We yeah. were more educated. Blah blah blah. It's happening. So <laughs> Back to the model minority myth. He brings it up because he says, quote, the model minority myth was made to reinforce structural oppression of black people and privileged white people. So Asians became more educated, more productive, and make more money to keep a brother down because they want to help whitey. Yes. I mean, I'm sorry. Actually, is anybody actually going to believe this? You, you do know? have to the, be unglued. Well, the worst thing is people probably do read this and they probably do take it as fact. You know, they're like, see, it says it here. Look, look, look. I, I, I'm not... This sort of stuff. It is real, though. I mean, yeah. you, you check out any left-wing speech from the Democrats and you will run across these themes yeah. constantly. Yeah. That this is the way the world works. But he says in here, it is the convergence of this narcissistic conservative Chinese immigrant nationalism with an older conservative white nationalism that is driving anti-affirmative action policies today. Like, are you just whining that, you know, your dad isn't a communist? Yeah. Chap. Because, <laughs> I mean, I can imagine there are a lot of Chinese immigrants that obviously left because not liking this communism thing, yeah. like getting hungry, came to America and now their stupid kids have grown up in the United States being like, oh, maybe communism's the right yes. thing. Yes. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I, the, the, number of, the, the number of kids now that are turning to communism because they've not seen the Berlin Wall. They've not seen the people trying to escape. They've not seen the Berlin Airlift or, or the, you know, the, 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 the massacres of Ch in China or Russia or, or, or you know, anywhere where the system has, has, has tried to break out and, and work. They never tried before they bide. Yeah. He says, the disturbing alliance has only grown in strength in recent years, finding a common cause in safeguarding of capitalism and anti-blackness. Okay, right, moving on. You are literally the CCP agent. I'm just, just going to assume it at this point. I mean, he writes here, the outgrowth of anti-Asian violence has driven some Asian Americans to call for more police funding directly aligning with right-wing movements. The rise of China in the global sphere has mm -hmm. also stoked existing anti-communist sentiment amongst the Chinese, Vietnamese, and other diasporas. And it doesn't tell you why. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing China has done has made people dislike. The where does it come from? <laughs> the, the Vietnamese didn't seem to like it when we invaded. Who knows no. why? No. I mean, I'm just, I'm saying it. This guy, I, he doesn't work for the CCP. He's not being paid enough, personally. But moving on. I'll just give over some of this because I don't have time because it goes on for ages. In which but if, if, you, if you flipped everything in there the opposite way, he would be in a dark cesspit now in, this, in, in China, deep in China, never mm. to be seen again or even shot. Oh, you can hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he ends this off with saying... Uh, as the scholar activist Christopher Chin said, understanding that Chineseness is no static category that shares the same cultural, political, and economic interests is crucial to addressing the exact drivers behind the US Asian American conservative movement. To know precisely who we should engage or out organize so we can adjust our tactics accordingly. 
And that's a block of text for, we need to deconstruct the ethnic group of Chinese so we can destroy it from within yeah. because they'll no longer be demanding equal treatment because, well, now they don't exist as an ethnic yeah. group. And we've seen this before. Mm-hmm. Anyone in the West has had this. Yeah. Likewise, Hindu nationalists, many of whom have celebrated the Supreme Court's attack on affirmative action, can't imagine why, it's almost like they wanted a job, have long developed distinct practices of violent discrimination. So there we are. I mean, then again, the Asians have joined the white race. Good to have you, lads. I mean, are, are we really going to sit here and claim the Indians, the Chinese, the real racists? Yeah. yeah. wanting <laughs> equal treatment. <laughs> Look, it takes the pressure off us. <laughs> so <laughs> let them carry the burden for a bit. The reason I've gone through all this, I mean, this article just hugely blew up because obviously it's just mad on the face of it. Yeah. But his sincere point after reading all this, I believe, is that not wanting to oppress whites is white supremacy. And these damn dirty non-whites mm. over here have picked the wrong side in the race war. Yeah. That's what I honestly believe this chap's opinion is. <clears throat> yeah. Well, that's what they do with the, the stand-up to racism lot, isn't it? They, they, they even put statements up now where if you're not anti-racist, you must be racist. You're complicit, which makes you racist. Yeah. So, so if you're not actively trying to destroy something, yeah. then you're part of it. So, and and the, the, the now sort of blackmailing organizations and people, actually, they say, if you don't turn up, then you're obviously racist. Yeah. It's hilarious, isn't it? I mean, once upon a time, I assume you can tell me because you're an older chap, I thought socialists used to talk about economics, <laughs> didn't they? Oh, yes. I've heard. I mean, I've checked the so, so Soviet uh, propaganda, and they seem to have this like guy in a top hat. That's, <laughs> that's almost the first chapter in the book, isn't it, of the Communist Party Manifesto? Whereas these days, of course, it's all about race, because they pinned all of their hopes on the race war, because mm. while trying to argue on an economic basis, kind of failed. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, the, and the guy in the top hat with his tails and coat and, and bloated stomach to show that he'd eaten a lot and, yeah. uh, and a big cigar. Yeah, that's, that's all. But this guy, sincerely, he's actually arguing, well, class war failed, so we need our people to turn up um, for a race war because that's the only way we're actually going to get. Correct. Yeah. Oh. And he sums it up perfectly in the end here. Progressive groups like Chinese for affirmative action, which is sort of like Jews for Hitler, but never mind, and Xin Sheng Project, you know, that was a real thing, by the way. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Didn't last very long, though, I think. <laughs> no, they gave up once they realized, hang on a minute. <laughs> yeah, what, what are we doing here? <laughs> are doing important work fighting against the right in these spaces, but we still need a broader political vision to strengthen a multi ethnic movement against capitalism. There you have it. Yeah. I mean, the race war doesn't need to be some violence in the streets situation like post George Floyd. It can just be warfare via the legal means. Or well, warfare. Yeah. I mean, you've seen it now, um, not uh, on this uh, thing, but trans and trans rights and, and, and the, uh, the, the breakup of Christianity and the, and, and the, uh, the family and the pushing of their rights over your rights. This is, this is what they're doing. It's, it's gone from the colour of people's skin now to the, 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 the type of person or the sexual preference that they are. You know, the uh, intersectional. Yeah. Version of all of their characteristics. You're either an ally or you're not. Yeah. And well, there you have it. This is one chap's opinion about why the Asians have joined the white race. Um, because they picked the wrong side in the race war because they want jobs. Which I'm personally not convinced by. I think this man needs to go snuff some more uh, glue. Yeah. And um, the best of luck to him. Mm. Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, I suppose we'll move on to. Uh... Excellent. So, yeah, the, the bit we wanted to chat about was the, the Stradley Park Hotel. Now, we, we've, there's a lot of news gone out about the Stradley Park Hotel. It's gone on a lot of channels. GB oh, News have covered it. Or the hostel from hell. Is... Well, that's what we call it now is uh, Stradley so, 
So pretend that I'm a small child or a puppy who has no idea anything yeah. about this. Yeah, yeah. So the it's, it's been it's been put on some of the ma- mainstream medias, but it's Stradley Park Hotel and Spa has been taken over by the Home Office, and it is going to be a new migrant hotel in Wales. Um, this has caused a bit of a stink, obviously, you can imagine, in the community, a small community of people that um, didn't know anything about this. All of a sudden, they found out the politicians had been lying to them for weeks. Um, a big meeting came about. and Did they keep telling them there was going to be a new KFC or something? And then... Well, they, they kept telling us, and we went in, and we spoke to the, the manager, and they said, no, that's rumours, not happening. You know, just like Penali, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen until it happens. And, and that's what they do. They try to keep everybody on, on their backside. But... The difference is with this one is that this is a very small town, 400 people, I think it's around 400 people. Yeah. And they wanted to put 300 men in this hotel. Now, just to give a bit of a background on the hotel, <laughs> you can't make it up to you. 300 men. Yes. Not a yeah. single woman and child, obviously. Oh, no. That's not what happens. Well, the, the spin on this has been so controlled from the start. <clears throat> they haven't said it's women yeah. and children, but they've said it's families. So obviously families, families brothers, homosexuals. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And that's that's exactly what it's going to be. 300 gay men, I'm sure, I'm sure yeah. turning yes. up. <laughs> yeah, probably. That's probably what they said at the border anyway. Yeah. Persecuted it, because of my sexuality. It, it's 318. That came from the Home Office. Men. That came from the Home Office. And then it, uh, it told of the countries that came from the Home Office, although the Albanian thing, I think, is out of date. But then because of the realisation that, that that was going to, that's such a shock. They then dropped that figure, or should I say the politicians locally dropped that figure and called it families. So it's now 214 families. Yeah. <laughs> In a community of three, 400 people. And it's, yeah. you know, but the, the hotel, I don't want to dwell too much on the hotel because it's already getting a lot of publicity. And it's not, it's not something new anymore. You know, these hotels are popping up everywhere. Every town and city, everybody knows of a hotel close to them. So that's been covered us a lot. But what I wanted to, to bring up is the political machine that has started in that area. It's basically this whole situation has been controlled from the off, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So you had the councillors, they all knew that this was happening. Um, and they hid it from the community for, I think it was about four weeks, wasn't it? Yep. The community were furious. And then they got together and they got a, a meeting. Um, the whole community pretty much went to this meeting in the community centre. Yeah. Just before that, um, the Applied Cymru and Labour said, we're in a hole here. We're a nation of sanctuary. We're a, a county of sanctuary. We, we have this policy where we disperse people into the community. How do we manage this news? Mm. I know what. We'll form a group called the Furnace Action Committee. We'll, so this wasn't the politicians, though. Mark. Nope. So this was the this is the this is from this. So it's, it's yeah. in the I got it like sort of structured thing. And this meeting went ahead. There was a big meeting, and the action points from this meeting was right. We we need to set up a committee. You've got that guy in the head table up on the stage. We need to set up a committee. The committee was made, and it was completely self-appointed. So we, instantly, and this is week. This is what six weeks ago now, isn't it? Yeah. We thought something smells funny here. They're self-appointing the committee. They're not telling anybody who's on the committee. Something going on. So we started having a look into the people on the committee. Now, before we go into that, uh, there was the first thing that came from that meeting was a petition. Yep. And that should be on the screen um, now. You've got it there. And the petition went out and everybody was encouraged not to set up their own. Don't set up your own petition. We'll work one together and we'll put it out as one. So on the face of it, sounds like a good idea. But because we had um, a sneaking suspicion of what's actually, you know, there's something going on, we locked into it. 
<coughs> now, um, the petition itself, so you should see the tagline is brilliant. Stop the Home Office using the Stratty Park Hotel to house asylum seekers. So everybody's going to sign that, aren't they? Everybody's going to agree, yes, we don't want that. We, All 300 people. Well, yeah, yeah, but they, you know, it's on five and a half thousand signatures. That's been stagnant now for a, quite a while, and, yeah. and you'll find out why. Now, we went through this petition, and if you just scroll down slightly, the fourth paragraph there, so everybody has signed this petition is saying, we fully support Commandership Council's policy of, uh, uh, model of distributing asylum seekers throughout the wider community, a model which offers so much more for health and well-being. So they've hoodwinked people into sign five and a half thousand people into signing a petition to give these priority housing. So now you've got the politicians all saying, see, everybody supports it. Everybody wants to give them a house. They Kamalvinshire has got 14,000 or 18,000 on the housing list at the moment. Every single person that would be coming in here would take priority. In, 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 including house. veterans with uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. They're sofa surfing. They've been sofa surfing for two, two and a half years, three years. Some of, uh, what did they do? Some have committed suicide. Yeah, some have committed suicide, and the people that are, are going to be housed are the very people that they were at war with. Yep. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's true, isn't it? Because this petition, we started shouting about this then, and we said, "Look, this is this is political. This is a, this, they're a plant. Every single person on that committee is a plant." Now, the person who chaired the meeting—I won't go into names because I appreciate nobody's going to know who these people are. Um, he is a staunch Labour supporter. He he worked, he's, he's been a Labour supporter and voter all of his life. He's very friendly with Nia Griffiths, who's the MP for the area, Labour. Um, very friendly with Lee Waters, who's the Senate member for the area, and Kamalashire County Council leader, Darren Price. He's, he's very friendly with him as well. So he was able to pull all these people in because they knew this is going to be a sort of political... Hot potato. Hot potato. And it, and it was because they what they wanted to do is make sure they can keep everybody on track of voting Labour and just blame the Tories. And that's what they did, isn't it? That's, that's it. all they said. The Home Office has picked this, blame the Tories. It's all the Home Office. What they failed to mention, um, which I will go into actually in a little bit more detail. We've got some stuff to go over first. But the committee itself, we started looking into it. That guy is just one of them. He was also head of the Reach Group, Wales Online, top editor, Evening Post, and he's done journalism for a very long time. So he's got long tentacles in the media as well. The media so it, and the politicians all in the same bath. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Who would have thought, didn't it? You know? But... <laughs> it, 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 but we saw it happening and we called this at the start and we said he's going to use his contacts to spin a complete false um, narrative on what's actually going on in, in the area because the headlines came out. Um, well, actually, before that, there's another picture. So Nia Griffiths is the MP for the area. Now, she's there and, and photo op Nia, everyone calls her, doesn't they? Because she <laughs> loves a photo opportunity. <laughs> So as soon as she puts it out, the Labour MP signing the petition and pushing people to sign the petition, we knew it was it was a, a goal of theirs to make sure this petition was successful. And I'd say it was five and a half thousand signatures from a you know village of four hundred people. It's pretty good, you know. They've done yeah. they've done but that, well. But that shows the level of one thousand one hundred percent approval rating. Yes, yeah. so that, that shows the level of hoodwinking, doesn't it? Because everyone signed it on that first strap line. Mm. Well, you can see again in her. I don't know if this is a tweet or a Facebook post. Yeah. But again, Facebook. I'm here to stop the hotel being used by the Tory government. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fuck her off. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And the what what she also did then is because these politicians, all they care about is themselves. All they care about is their seat and making sure they're elected. So they had to give the lip service, didn't they? They yes. had to pretend like they was doing something. So Nia photo off of Griffiths then went to Sterling Woodrow, who were the people taking over. So like in England, you've got Circle. Um, who deal with all the hotel contracts. 
in Wales, we've got um, Clear, uh, Sterling Wood Road, Clear Springs, and, and places like that. So, I mean, these are the, I'm sorry to be crude, but corporate traitors of the country, frankly. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Taking hand, uh, money hand over fist from the taxpayer yep. to house people that we know are just all criminals. Yes. They broke into the country illegally. They're yeah. by definition criminals. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. But, but interestingly, she's, she's gone down to London, knocked on the door there or gone through the door there. But yet the person that was running the operation was in the Stradley Park Hotel on Friday. Where was she? She lives 250 yards, 200 yeah, yards down the yeah. road. Nowhere to be seen. Nowhere but this is in London as well. By yeah. The way. yeah, yeah, so yeah. She yeah. took a trip. I wonder if she paid it out of her own pocket. You know, is this an expenses we paid trip? For that. Yeah, of course we did. Of course we did. So she went there and look at it. There she is. You know, and, and you can tell she means business. You know, she looks very threatening. You know, she's got the door half open. Perfect photo up to walk in and have the photo. She couldn't find them. And if we go on to the next picture, um, there she is again. This is another building. And she was, she was scouring London looking for this man because she wanted to go and give him what for. So give me another picture of her with like, a, you know, a glass. <laughs> yeah. She's up on one of the rooftops of one with a like sniper rifle in. Just like, like the fight. Yeah. Remember the old Lib Dems? Everyone was, they all used to do that, didn't they? Pointing to the road. Yeah, they did. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what you did, Stan, in your election campaign. Point to the pothole, disappointed face. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest, things haven't changed. I mean, now you just do a soy face instead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, But this was one part. This is just the politicians. Now, you'd expect it from the politicians because they all want them here. They all voted for them to be here. They all want Wales as a nation of sanctuary because these people are going to get the vote. And they're going to vote for the people who allowed them in, aren't they? That's just simply what's going to happen. Until there's a Sharia party, obviously. Then you've got the media. So the media itself, and just to show you, what they did, and this was the, this is the part that annoyed me more than anything, is because we were on the ground from day one up until now. We're still here. Stanak has actually been staying over there because the, the, the people protesting, they're outside the hotel 24 hours a day, every single day. So this is new, because usually what happens is this gets announced, government moves people in, mm. and there's nothing you can do about it, so shut up. Yes. And yes. instead, what's happened here in this tiny town of 300 people is you've got some kind of rebellion going on. A massive rebellion, absolutely. And, and the reason for that is community spirit has been destroyed under Welsh Labour. I remember when I used to be able to, my next door neighbours were my aunties. You know, that's what they'd say. You know, oh, this is Auntie Marilyn. This is Auntie Baba. You could go into your friend's house, just open the door, knock and open. You know, some of the doors would just be open already. You'd go on the street. I, I'm living now on the street that I grew up she on sounds as like a child. Retail. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? But I remember it. You know, you'd, you'd be walking down the, a certain street, a street that I've lived on all of my life, and you'd know the people. They'd all stop and have a chat. There's that community spirit. It's gone. You know, that doesn't exist anymore and everybody's looking out for themselves and that's what they've got, which is why even though this is happening in, in Clerkley, it's been happening in Swansea, Cardiff, Wrexham, all over Wales with no pushback whatsoever and that's because the community's been destroyed. Here, 400 people, all of them know each other. They may as well all be related. That's how close they are, isn't it? They may as well all be. They're that close <laughs> and they will stand up and they'll fight. But this, what makes this interesting um, Actually, I'll go on to that in a moment because we've got to discuss the hotel after these headlines. But the media and what they did is paint complete false narratives. So to everybody in that area of Furness, clearly, they all know the truth. And they all know that what is happening is wrong. They don't agree with it. They don't want them in houses. But then you've got the media who, to everybody outside of Furness, will be putting stuff like this. Yeah. 
as if the protest is bringing fear to the community yes. that is protesting. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, on, on this as well, and I don't know if, if I'm actually able to do that, but... Um, if we take a look at that picture real quick. So, I mean, I've seen some of that. I don't want to spoil it, but they're, they're essentially besieging the hotel yes. is the protest. So the fantastic news is <laughs> <laughs> this, this part here, <laughs> so this is where the boundary starts for the hotel. All of this land is privately owned land from the houses that are surrounding that part. They don't own the one entrance. They don't own the entrance. It was an inferred access um, by the landowners while it was a hotel. Yeah. So the, now the, the, they can't the, the get it. The first house, where that, where that hedge is there, that first house, they built the hotel, or the, their grandparents yeah. built the hotel, and then, and then it became um, just, when they sold it, it was just rights of access. Now that it's a hostel, that rights of access have gone. So where that where that big car park space is, that's where now the marquee is and the camp encampment. Yeah. We've got that video as well that you sent in, so we, yeah. could, we could play that shortly. Um, but it but it is fantastic. But this is just you know this is just to show what the media um, have been doing. This is the guy. This is Rob Lloyd, who is the chair of the committee. It's called the Action Committee. They don't join the protest. They don't join the marches. They don't go and see the protesters, the demonstrators. He has not been there, has he? He's been there once or twice when yeah. he's organizing the march and it's very controlled. And all they're doing is chanting against the Home Office. Um, but then this guy is the spokesperson, as you can see here. Um, oh, no, I don't know if it says it right there. But it basically says that this is the guy. This is the spokesperson for the area. And this is who is speaking on behalf of everybody. Except for what he's saying is, again, blame the Tories, keep voting Labour, which is what he's saying. But that's how controlled... Um, the media is, and obviously, like I said, he's Wales online, so he's buddies with all the people in the media. This was this is the article that came out first. You know, this is the first article I saw of regarding the Stratley Park Hotel and community unites to support asylum seekers amid plans to house a three hundred at hotel. Kind of way of supporting them, isn't it? Well, you should be at home. Yeah, well, that is. <laughs> you should yeah, be yeah, in yeah, Wales. Yeah. <laughs> but I suppose then it's factual, but maybe not the way they wanted to do it. <laughs> but the, the simple fact is, is that is an out and out lie. And we spoke, I spoke to people in Swansea about this, about the Australia Park Hotel. And they said, yeah, but I've seen the, um, the headlines and it's saying that everybody supports it. And, but it's not true, is it? No. Nobody supports it. Nobody in that area is supporting them being there. Yeah. Well, so, if, if everybody supported it, why is there an encampment? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, why was there a thousand people on the streets on Monday? But again. How much they supported. They camp out <laughs> say how much they Yeah, support. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. But again, you know, it's just to show the the sort of pink and the welcoming committee wasting time. Yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Well, they've been there actually. The welcome committee. They've been there quite a few times. Um, confusion over asylum seeker hotel says uh, first minister. So that's Mark Drakeford. He's obviously saying, well, you know, because of all this confusion going on, the the Tories are to blame for all this, and it's made the situation worse. You know, the Tories' fault again. You know, it's all the Tories, all the Tories. The rural Wales. In Wales. In Wales. So Wales is a nation of sanctuary. And again, um, I've got some links there to bring up just to show how the Welsh government and MPs and councillors act and vote. Um, but again, he's just blaming the Tories there. Protesters shout abuse and Welsh lives matter outside uh, asylum hotels plans. Obviously, that, that line, Welsh lives matter, was seen as a racial um, slur. You know, the people in Wales. Only that one, yes. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I don't know what the abuse is because I, I haven't... The only time I've seen any abuse down there is when people are either being arrested yeah. wrongfully or stand up to race and where they're abusing the locals walking past. Yeah. 
So I haven't seen any abuse. But the Welsh Lives Matter thing apparently is hate speech. And that's what stand up to Yeah, because Welsh lives don't matter. Well, it, there you well, are. That's, that's correct speech. Whereas yeah, yeah. if I say they do matter, that's hate speech. Yes. Yeah. Because what Welsh lives matter <laughs> says. <laughs> well, this it is, is a topsy turvy word. Cal- I, love, I love the modern world. Well, it's the double speak. <laughs> what isn't a time it? to be alive. Yeah. Because <laughs> what they'll say is, oh, well, you're saying Welsh lives matter. So what you're really saying is that they are life done. And it's like, no. <laughs> that's not what anybody's saying. Nobody's saying that at all. We're just saying, look, we, people in your. A Welsh, we live in Wales, we live in this area, and surely you should think about us. That's what they're saying, isn't this it? This place is our home. Yes. <laughs> you have illegally broken into, you yeah. illegal aliens. Go home. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's exactly it, you know. And I think one of the gifts of this area is the simple fact that um, all these people are Labour voters. All of them. And, and what they have seen is, is alien to them. You know, when we've gone down there and said, are you aware this is what Labour do? They're like, no, really? Yes. No way. And then you show them and, and then you see in their brains start to get into gear and think, oh my God, it's these sort of actions really expose yeah. how dirty the politics is. And the people there have all turned, you know, they've all uh, turned against the Labour Party. Yeah. And the partnership between them and Plaid Cymru, mm. the, the partners in, in crime. In, in well, this. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, next headline there, you know, live updates as tensions simmer at Fletley Hotel um, ahead of asylum seeker arrival. So this is, see the picture there, Steve, look. So this is the siege. This is, well, this is just the back entrance. This is the hole in the hedge. Yes. So the hole in the hedge is just here. And Want to explain the hole in the hedge? Because usually yes. hotels don't have holes in their hedges. No, <laughs> they, they don't, because usually hotels have entrances and stuff. So <laughs> they don't know. need about 20 police officers yeah. to mind the hole in the hedge. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, Special we branch. It. Special branch. Oh. <laughs> Very fitting. Anyway, so do you want to explain the hole? Yeah, so the, the front part uh, is all blocked off, like Stan mentioned. Gazebos, tents, um, massive stones. marquees, generators, fridges, kettles, food. Catapults. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's got, yeah. <laughs> Hot tar boiling away. But no, it's, um, so that is just non-accessible because it's their land now and it, the police have to do their job. And they have to make sure that no one trespasses on that land, i.e. the home office. So they have, the, the police, you can see, they're in a real sticky situation. So, so like then we're trying to ruin the local community, but we can't access yeah. the hotel to destroy it. Yes. <laughs> what, what do we do? do? Yeah. So they, they cut a hole in the hedge. Well, the, the hole in the hedge was there um, and they were starting to use it, but the protesters soon clocked onto what was going on and they went and blocked it. Now, the owner of Clear Springs, like Stan said, was there on <clears> Friday. <throat> And when he went in, he didn't get out. So they kept they kept him in. Um, they did say they'd allow staff out and stuff like that, didn't they? No one leaves. That's exactly <laughs> it. <laughs> Even to the point. See, I don't know if you can see. There's legs on the floor there. So this is the protest got to there. They all linked up and they all sat down. One of them chained themselves to a to a log apparently, and they weren't moving. They just and that was the only access that they had to get in or out. It was really funny because uh, this is a little bit off the point, but. They were ordering takeaways, weren't they? The, the security staff inside, veteran security staff, private security, um, ordering takeaways. But the protesters wouldn't and, let it in. And they were lovely. It was lovely food. And it was lovely food. <laughs> because then they were... They were <laughs> find that out. They were, well, they you, wouldn't, were, you wouldn't want to throw food away, would you? Yeah, as a waste. There's people starving around the world, you know? So they had to be eaten. But the protesters were there waving at them, eating their Chinese, <laughs> waving at them, eating their pizzas and stuff. So... <laughs> Oh, that's, that's terrible. How could 
How could Law and Order break down like that? Yeah, it yeah. Happen in future. But the, the, it got really interesting with the hole in the hedge because what they had to do is they had to move them because they knew that um, it was the only way in, only way out. The, they, the, the security needed to leave. The guy who owned, who now owns this hotel, needed to leave. So the police convinced, and unfortunately, <clears throat> they, they did convince the protesters to leave that hole, didn't they? Um, yeah. And when they left the hole, I can't say too much about this because there was arrests made. Um, but as soon as they moved away from the hole, they took a lady, just normal ladies, working hard, really cares for the community, and they arrested her for public order. So locking on with the with the chain. So this is the new act that came in two weeks ago to stop yep. just stop oil. Yeah, never been used on them. You know, it hasn't been used on them, but they used it on her. Yeah, you know, I mean, this protesting. is actually quite exciting for me from an activist perspective, which mm. is that we, in the non-retarded people of the country, who don't support importing yeah. tens of thousands of illegal immigrants for no good reason. We kind of struggled with the method to combat this yes. on a yeah. local level, especially directly, because none of the laws are changing. We know none of that's never going to get better mm -hmm. in the foreseeable future. Now, this as a method of let's just copy whatever they're doing, the leftist yeah. tools, just stop oil there, and instead chain ourselves or glue ourselves or whatever the hell else, but actually do it for good in the world yeah. instead of just being publicly retarded. This is very exciting. It is very exciting. I, and I think if they did have a Just Stop Oil banner, they might well have been left alone. Just stop you know, migrants or just stop... Just stop <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying that the marketing's there, the strategy's there. It works, yeah. as you can see here. And what can they do about it? Well, what they've done about it is that they did convince them to move. And, then, and it's funny because they actually arrested somebody there for obstructing the road. Yep. So, and so then the what deal, they did... The deal was that, noth uh, that nothing... No... Uh, People can come in and out, but nothing can be passed through. That was the deal which Dubith Powys Police have now broken. Also, that exit and entrance was made. Exit and entrance, hole in the wall. Yeah, <laughs> was made by the police on a highway. So they're making. So so if that so there's no planning permission in, in here. They've cut directly into the road. So you so you go from their property onto a main and it's a road. main ambulance route. They yeah. said. And, and interestingly enough, where that privet edge ends, that family put in for planning permission to drop the curb. And they said, no, it's too dangerous. Mm. So that but they was, can do this. But, they can, but the police can do this. Yeah. yeah. But the, the person, there was, I think, three arrests, um, two of them for obstructing the highway. And they arrested him for that. And then instantly, as soon as they arrested him, they reversed their riot ban up and obstructed the highway to block the hole. So... You know, it, it, it's the the policing that we've seen down there has been, uh, I can't think of a word to describe it, but just terrible, isn't it? You know, it, it's been it's been horrendous because they're in community mode, yep. the police, and, and they're all smiles and, and all that. But then as soon as they turn into public order mode yep. Yep. and they start getting aggressive with the people, every single person there immediately loses faith. And do you know what the senior officer said? I mean, it's a word that you've heard before. We are only following orders. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Some of them saying they, they agree with us. You know, we agree with the protesters. We don't want them here. We don't we don't want them in this in this area at all. But we've got to follow our orders. We've got to do our job. You know, but that's you know that's the that's the sad thing. But then just really quickly to get back to the headlines there. So this is the most re recent one that came out. And if you want an example of how the media lie, this is perfect. Um, Stradley Park tensions builds community. Uh, the community split ahead of asylum seekers' arrival now. The only people who have been there to support them, 
Yeah, it's just scroll like, down. Have you ever seen the? Oh, it's just, it's them. It's the unwashed. Yes, but but the worst thing about it is that they're all from Swansea. Yeah, we know them all. They all followed us there. You know, we, I know them all by first name. <laughs> they followed your you car. <laughs> they, they do. As soon as we post anywhere, they're there. You know, but this is this is stand up to racism, and this is who they're saying is the other half of the community that's there to support them. Now, you know, People you can from out of the town. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, this lady works... I mean, this is a bit like saying Gibraltar is um, divided on whether it should be owned by Britain. Because yeah. there's, there's two people who voted against the referendum, yeah. while Spain does exist. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah so, 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 so Gibraltar's split down the middle. Entirely. Entirely. Entirely, entirely yeah. yeah. And that's what they say it fairly <clears throat> is. The, now, this day that they chose to take these photos, you know, the, the video will clear up. So this is what they've shown. You know, this is the protest. There is a handful of people. Never asked. But this protest... Lives matter. Yeah. Seems pretty sensible. Yeah, which means white supremacist, Homemade racist. signs. Yeah. Not, not the stock standard same colours that you see every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pink and yellow, sponsored by trade unions and the Labour Party. That one there. Yes, there, <laughs> it, is. there it is. But they, they, it's funny because they, they're still there with their Black Lives Matter signs. Yeah. You know? And that's why the All Lives Matter and Welsh Lives Matter signs were made. Because... <laughs> They're like, why are you saying Black Lives Matter? <laughs> they're still walking around. <laughs> Same signs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're identical signs, which is mad because of the funding they get. Now, we know that they were all bussed in. We, we have footage of them all getting back on their minibus and then driving back to Swansea because obviously they don't live there. But the, the, the point with this article is the simple fact of how they, they word it. They, they, they paint the picture that half of the, half of the town is, is all for and they want to give them houses and support them and half is against. And, and they actually say, uh, stand up planetly to this, it was established in uh, 2019, but it's not active because they've all been bussed in. There's no spokesman for mm. planetly stand up to racism. So, so the, the ITVX article is a lie from start to finish. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now, the... The point is, like I mentioned earlier on, is the, the full machine and how it's, how it's got into gear to try and convince everybody that what's happening isn't happening. It's, it's that old saying, you know, they're trying to convince you that what your eyes are seeing isn't true. Um, and, and, and this is exactly it. But I think it's worse than that because they know that these councillors or these po politicians, the MPs and AMs, they do represent bigger areas. It's not just that area. So while all them people think well, you're lying. They can still rely on the wider area to secure the votes. So they, that's why they hate us. That's why they absolutely hate us because we do put it out there what's actually happening. Um, the, the, uh, where are we? Where are we? Yeah, so this, this, this is all what the media have been doing. They've all been saying they're there. They're not happy with the Home Office. They're not happy with um, Rishi Sunak. But any letters and petitions are going directly to them. MPs are saying, don't contact me anymore, Neil Griffiths. Don't contact me anymore. Go directly to the Home Office. So if I represent you, don't talk to me. Go to them who don't represent you. Got yeah, them. You know? Yeah, well, and, and this is it. But <laughs> And expenses. But the media, any good journalist would say, right, okay, Nia, I understand you don't want them in this hotel, but you voted for this. And that's what nobody's mentioning, is that these people, these councillors, these politicians, the uh, MPs, AMs, um, they've all voted Wales to be a nation of sanctuary, which is... Doors open, everyone welcome. No questions asked. So how can they how can they say that then they're not happy about this? Or how can they complain about this when it's what they've been voting for since for as long as I can remember? Isn't it? You know? But then there's um uh, another link. I don't know if I, if I can get it up on here. There it is. 
this was less than 20 days or around about 20 days or nearly a month ago now, 20th of June. So Welsh Parliament votes against illegal migration bills. So the Welsh Parliament, this is Lee Waters, Mark Drakeford, Labour, and propped up by Plaid Cymru, they vote, they actively vote. This is while the Stradley, the news of the Stradley Park Hotel was out in the open as well. Yep. And the Welsh government still go and block this. Now this bill, for anybody that doesn't know, would have prevented anybody that's crossed the channel in the dinghy from ever being able to claim asylum in the UK. And that's a good thing, isn't it? You know, especially when you're right. saying about... Sense. Yeah, it is sense. It is, which is obviously why the Welsh Labour Party voted against it. Um, so, you know, it's clear as day for anybody that wants to look into what's going on. It's all there. You know, none of it is hidden. It's clear as day what these politicians and MP and all, all of them want. But nobody looks into it. Nobody ever looks into it until something like this happens and yep. it's on your doorstep. But I know just to, just to finish off, the, the hotel, I don't know, Stan, you've been there for the last couple of days, so maybe best you fill us in the last couple of days of the hotel. Yeah, um, the, the activity is, so, so D-Day was supposed to be Monday. And today's Wednesday. Today's Wednesday, so it's D-Day minus two, where, where, we've, where the people there have managed to stop any migrants from going into that hotel. Indeed, they still haven't delivered the beds. Dream world, dreamland. Uh, they through the hole in the hedge. Well, the, the three the, massive the, lorries from Newcastle got sent away. They, they can't even they can't even deliver them. So 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 the so so they're circling somewhere until <laughs> <laughs> it's always on the run. Now. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're always on the run because, of course, the 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 protesters have got lookouts everywhere. I mean, I mean, they literally do. everywhere. I've never seen anything like this. Honestly, I've no, never. This seen... is actually fantastic. Yeah, yeah. They uh, know where these people are all the time. Yeah, they, we're, we're getting footage from inside the hotel where there's only the security guards. So, you know, there's some serious. Uh, Serious work going on in there yeah, with, yeah, with the yeah. locals, and they yeah. aren't taking it. We, they've, they've got conversations of, of of security guards bragging about things which, inside which, the hotel, which will come out later. Inside the hotel, they've got the the, the, the main protagonist in this. It, it drives around in a black uh, Range Rover, and you you can hear the commentary. He's up at Lucker. Yeah, he's parked up around this. He's, pack, he's packed up at Costa Coffee, and, and he's coming in all the time. It, it's great. It, yeah. it really is. And and then. Um, suddenly there'll be a twenty-minute warning, and then suddenly people start to turn up and and, and go down to places, or, yeah. or they're walking around to places. It's 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 fantastic. very well organized. It's and, very well organized, and this shows, doesn't it? Because what the left do yeah. well is they organize. They really do organize well, don't they? You know, and and people on our side of the fence have never been organized. Yep. Know, they they've never been able to organize. It's like, and and the thing that makes it difficult is you are working against the police, the media. You're working against all the brands, so you, and you're not funded. To do it, that's the, that's the big difference. But the there's loads of videos on this, but I'm conscious that there's a lot of swearing in some of them. So I didn't put them. But if you do want to see them, go to Twitter, Bo Wales official. They're all on there. But the two that I picked to to show are, are these two, and this is just the one from your your footage, the turnout. Okay, so this is just to give an idea now, of so I'm the people who are there. So I'm going to just show you the numbers that have turned out. Now, the angle that the ITV took that picture of Stand Up to Racism was further down the road, and that banner there says Swansea Stand Up to Racism. But they didn't take it from that angle. 
all the way around the corner as well. Home, how are homeless first? Those aren't racist. And the most heavily stands. guarded hole in Britain is up there. <laughs> <laughs> So that's, you know, that's just to show the the amount of people out. Now, Swansea has got, what, how many people are in Swansea? I can't think. 300,000, something like that. Around that, isn't it? Um, and you would not get anywhere near that in Swansea. Yeah. Anywhere near. Furness, 400 people in the area, in the in the town, or nearly 1,000 people there in a the day. Yeah. It, you know, so it, it shows the difference and what it's, happens. This is the thing that is heartwarming to see. Yeah. And it reminds you that, yes, this is our country. You mm -hmm. just live in it. Yes. The people yeah. trying to destroy it. Yeah, yeah. But the beauty of this as well is that they're all getting called racist, far-right Nazis. So what that does is that it, it shows that the, everybody else has been called racist, far-right Nazis all this time. It makes them think twice. It makes them think, well, hang on a minute. Like, we've spent a lot of time with Stan from Voice of Wales now, and he hasn't, he hasn't wanted to hang anyone. doesn't though. work. Yeah, hasn't worked for years. Yeah, yeah. He hasn't, he hasn't put a Ku Klux Klan hat, yeah. hat on or anything like no, that yet. No. But then this, this is what they they, they paint you as yeah. evil and yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I know we, we're pushing it with the time now. But then the last one, this is just the latest up to date um, of the base being built or the or the, the compound and it being built. Um, so if you play the next, uh, yeah, play this one. If anybody thought that this was going to be a short campaign, then they need to think again. These are marquees, and that's the marquee that's being erected. I won't go dwell on too many faces because these are local businesses that have done this, along with, look at the food supplies, the tents, generators, coolers, refrigerators, the lot. It's all coming in. And it's been, it's going to be undercover in a big marquee. This is not going to be a shout campaign. And the Home Office needs to understand that the people of Penetley, the people of Furness are here for the long run. I mean, that's, that's the model of resistance. It is. It is. And, and it's that community. You know, you've got local businesses bringing them food. They got more food there than they could possibly eat. Yeah, you know they got more. And this needs to be rolled out. Yes, this needs to be rolled out across the United Kingdom. It absolutely does. People are now at the breaking point, and they need now to act. And if they act within the law, it's called belligerence. It's called the buggeration factor, and it's to slow them down. If they, if if if, uh, if if they're delivering stuff, step in front of it and slowly, slowly walk. Down the road. Completely legal. Make a journey that's two seconds, two hours. That's what you do. And you saw them when they when he, he had to deliver a bag and people surrounded his car. That's yeah. what you do. You, you don't break the law. You don't swear. You don't physically try and yeah. do anything. You just slow everything down. Well, the security guys are going to be slowed down, aren't they? Because I think their tyres have been let down as well. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't been slashed, that, that, just let down. No, no, I think that was the heat. Yeah, well, it was the heat. Of course it was the heat. That's what I mean. They weren't slashed, they just went down. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> on that note, yeah. Let's talk about the diversity brigades instead, I suppose. That is actually utterly heartwarming. I'm so proud. Yeah. To so see that happening. It's fantastic. Should pop down and see. Pop down and have a look. Yeah, it'll be good fun. So, the diversity brigades. Uh, we're all getting drafted, boys. Us, our kids, our kids' kids, and all the rest of it. <laughs> uh, we're all going to serve for the glory of. Um, we haven't figured it out yet. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that the author of this piece, um, a Mr. Nobody, former leader of the Conservative Party, Mr. Haig, has come out and said that we all need to be conscripted to serve for the glory of diversity. He didn't say that directly, 
But he did write at the end when he realized what is going to be entailed if his future, as he puts it, the age of migration is going to become our mm. world. Mm. I mean, I'm sorry, this does actually read like some kind of, you know that scene from Lord of the Rings? Yeah. The age of man is over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The age of migration yeah. has come. <laughs> Oh, no, we had a bottle of resistance for it. But before we begin, I'll promote something at lowercase.com. This being Lawrence Wright's The Looming Tower, because um, that was 9-11, and this piece is the 9-11 of being a right-winger. So anyway, let's get into the piece from Mr. Haig. Raven right-wingers know we need migrants. This is, the on- this is only the start of the age of migration. Parties from all sides must strive for the new ideas or risk French-style chaos. Because, of course... Having lots and lots of migrants stopped France turning into chaos. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't even make sense. It's just the exact opposite. Is, how isn't it? much chaos is there in Poland? Loads. How much chaos Endless. is? How much chaos is, is, is there in? Yeah, all these hungry. Po- yeah, hungry. Um, you, not a day goes by you don't hear about an Islamic attack in the Czech Republic, <laughs> Belarus. <laughs> yeah, but it's amazing how we used to get. You know the you know the heat, which is uh, it's not happening. It's not happening. Okay, it's happening. Yeah. Okay, it's happening, and it's a good thing. Yeah, you get yeah, that constantly. Yeah, yeah. That, that yeah. line of logic. Oh yeah, we've reached a new norm with this one, which is it's happening. It's a good thing, and that's why you must suffer. Which doesn't make any sense, no. but that's where we're at. And the chap here says that, uh, of course, that the point being that France was saved by being very diverse, which I'm sure you can somehow reason in your head with your lying eyes. But he says we are entering an age of migration because the age of man is truly over, and we're now living in the age of the barbarian invasion. Anyone played Rome 2? Sorry, played Rome 1. Never mind, Rome 2. Rome 2 <laughs> uh, we should hope that those vast numbers of young, digitally connected people... Now, he's talking here of the hundreds of millions of people he predicts will be born in Africa. Um, 320 million in Africa and the Middle East. For some reason, he thinks they should all come here. He says that we should hope that those vast numbers of young, digitally connected people will prosper in strong economies and stable political systems. I think I think we all agree with that, which is that they should stay in their homes yeah. and make it better. You'd imagine so, wouldn't it? That would be great. I mean, you know, like we did, the yes. Europeans, all the Asians, which is you, you stay where you are, you build it up over time. You know, small improvements every year, and suddenly you are living in heaven itself. Yeah. <laughs> now, never mind. He says, but it's only realistic to assume that many of them, driven by poverty, persecution, and accelerating climate change, will search for opportunity or safety elsewhere particularly since they can research the countries that might provide that on their phones. Which is a funny statement, because there's a few assumptions there. Mm. Number one, these people will not create a society worth living in. Bit bigoted, Mr. Haig. All of Africa, all of the Middle East, not worth living in. Yeah. My prediction for the future. And yet Rhodesia was the breadbasket of Africa. Strange, strange. (laughs) I mean, the, the Middle East inclusion there is a particularly funny one, because of course, isn't there one or two Arab nations? They're worth living it. Just one, oh, yeah. just one or two of them. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Seven, UAE? Eight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they all have something in common that makes them worth living in, but never mind. No, none of them can ever accept any refugees on Earth. I think I did see the most recent figures for by year, how many refugees each country was yeah. taken. You've got you know, Germany, 700,000. The UK, 700,000. As you know, we border Yemen. Uh, whereas <laughs> Saudi Arabia, who does border Yemen, yeah. 90. 90. Whole year. 90 people. A whole ninety breaking the bank, <laughs> the hut, maybe. But they might be poor. You know, I've seen these places. You know, they, yeah, it might be a poor so area. Really see, struggling see, the Saudis. Yeah. See, I've got a great plan. When it's the uh, when it's the uh, festival of Eid and they're all in Mecca, you just 
take away the passports. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we, we go pickpocketing. No, 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 no. You just when they land, uh, can you have your passport? <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> what do you mean? You mean you don't have them back? <laughs> oh, right, right, right. When they get on the plane, they're like, "Thanks for the passport. You'll have this when you come back." I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, put that in a white paper. Anyway, <laughs> if he says if only one in twenty of the people of that region migrated by mid-century, surely a conservative estimate. Don't talk to me about whatever. He says there'll be 140 million people on the move. Now, now, if they could see on their phones that they couldn't break into Europe for free things, I mean, it's weird, isn't it? You've got the Saudis, as I mentioned, right there. A lot more money, mm. but they don't go there. Plenty of safety. Lots mm -hmm. of money. Don't, don't go to that. They come to us, which is a longer journey, a yeah. riskier one. Different culture. Yeah. Um, why? Because we'll give them our money. Mm. Yes. It's really different. Yeah. If they could see on their phone that didn't happen, I think Saudi Arabia has proven zero out of 20 would come. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're sitting there on their 90 for the year, which I think we could live with. I think I'd like to be Saudi Arabia and have a, a nice 90. Yeah. 90 would be all right. Yeah. yeah. You know, we're doing that more, you know, that, that's happening daily at the moment. Yeah. You know, more than that daily. Hundreds. Hourly. Yeah. Hourly. Yeah. <laughs> One boat. <laughs> One boat. <laughs> the much smaller number that have moved northwards in recent years, says Mr. Haig, are already transforming the politics of Europe. Now, this is the evil, disgusting part of what has happened. Because, of course, he is a right-winger. So he supports mass migration. And I've noticed this. Now, just as a side note, if you wish to insult a member of the Labour Party or any leftist in the UK, don't call them someone who supports mass migration or a traitor. Or, no, no, no. None of that. Call them a Tory. <laughs> Because not only is it accurate, because of course the Tories are the ones doing this. Yeah. God, they hate it. <laughs> they really, really get offended. Like there was one chap on Twitter I saw doing this. He was like, you know, someone was saying, oh, they're all innocent people. Yeah, they just yeah. want safety. And someone just, oh, shut up, you Tory. And said, no, I'm not a Tory. <laughs> Don't call me that. Yeah. Yeah, but you are. This yeah, is what really the Tories yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Irish brigands. If you're we'll ever in that situation that. again. Oh, we will be, yeah. Trust me, film it. They get proper butt hurt. So they're saying here, last week, the Dutch government fell. Oh, tears, tears for everyone. Uh, brought down by an irrecon... Oh, I can't even say that word. Screw it. A, uh, a kerfuffle over migration <laughs> policy. <laughs> the kerfuffle they had was over a whole 70,000 foreigners was proposed. Yeah. Should come to the Netherlands every year. <laughs> That's the biggest kerfuffle they had. Yeah. So they gave up. Yeah. The whole government collapsed. Good. Boo-hoo. Yeah. Hard right parties have entered government in Italy. Oh, again, again, boo-hoo. Hold the balance of power in Sweden. Oh, no. God, yeah, Sweden's finally going to go down the tubes now that that's happened. And the uh, right have just won local elections in Germany. That'd be the AFD. Yeah. Who, trust me, would destroy Germany. They would, they would uh, I don't know, let in millions of people, I'm sure. Yeah. It's funny that all of these places mentioned have that one thing in common, don't they? You know, they've all been swamped with illegal migration. Yeah. Well, there's one more. They say, although the next presidential election in France is three years away, the prospect looms over Europe that it could be a won by Marine Le Pen, fortified by the backlash against violent riots and the promise to pass strict laws on migration. And the burnings of churches. I love that. He's just like, I, I'm sorry, like we're not dealing with someone who sniffs glue professionally, such as the, the previous chap we spoke about, Mr. Lee. Haig over here, for foreigners don't know, he was the leader of the Conservative Party for a short while, out of power. And when, when it got into power, he was the foreign secretary. In fact, he was personally responsible for the period in which... Who's that chap in Libya? 
the evil bad one who, trust me, was bad now, but we used to love him. Yeah, Gaddafi. Oh, yeah. that Gaddafi guy. Yeah, he was responsible during the period of getting rid of him. And the result has been mass migration to Europe. Yeah. And now he sits here telling us it's a good thing and you must suffer for it. Yeah. Because as he says there, the results are, oh, there's just all these fires in France. These rogue fires. Yeah, yeah. Things being burnt. History gone forever. Rogue bricks. They keep going through windows. Yeah, yeah. I remember him when he first made his first conference speech and he was like Greta. Right. And he said, it's okay for me. Many of you are going to be dead by the time I get to be prime minister. And he, well, he's right. Yeah. So I'm, <laughs> yeah, he is. So, all of us, in fact. So I'm hoping that there's now going to be another guy that's going to say it to him because he's, he was always a wet. Yeah. Uh, and he's a wet now. Yeah. But I love it because he, he lists there. Should we just have a, have a little rain check real quick? So um, the Netherlands, Italy, <laughs> Germany, and France. Now, all of these countries, he says, are, are at the verge of the far right taking over. <laughs> it's almost like they all have something in common. Yeah, exactly. Sweden over there as well, I forgot. All of them seem to have something in common, which I'm going to guess, just have to guess, mass migration forced upon them. Yeah, that's They all exactly tried it. it. Yeah, yeah. None of these nations' voters voted for this. It was never promised in any of these nations' ruling parties' election manifestos. I'll trust us. Don't worry, we'll improve Sweden. How will we do it? Um, Changing million it. Somalis. That'll solve it. That'll make Sweden a wonderful place. Um, at no point was there an election that this was for. Instead, it was an out-of-election demand by the elite on the populations of those countries. Mm. And the response from the populations has been, I'll literally vote for the far right. I don't care anymore. Yeah, yeah. As well, I, mean, I mean, what improvements have they made to those countries? Rape's gone up. Terrorism has gone up. Murder's gone up. Burnings have gone up. Assaults have gone up. Anything, anything on the positive side? We now have Somali cuisine. They Anything on the positive either. side? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, by his own admission, though, that's a 100% failure. Mm. I mean, 100% of those countries tried it. 100% of them have gone, yeah. ah, that was a mistake. Whoopsie, whoopsie. Yeah. <laughs> and they only think it was a mistake because they're at risk of losing their seats. You know, and this is what politics always comes down to, isn't it? They only really ever do anything when they're scared of losing their seats. But he moves back. There is one country that has had this yeah. force upon them that is a success, a wholehearted success. Britain. Things are going really well. I mean, I don't even want to swallow the propaganda, but he says here, here in Britain, migration played a key part in the vote to leave the EU through immigration. Yep. 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 That, that was kind of the point. Again, that would, for me, a point of failure for the policy of mass migration that the public voted against it. Yes. Yeah. But never mind. Never mind. <laughs> I don't understand what he's even saying in that sense. No, it's a success because... Uh, if we are only in the early stages of the age of migration, which again, yeah. won't affect North Korea, won't affect South Korea, won't affect some other countries in the world that I can't mention because I'll be deplatformed. Um, it'll only affect us for some reason. Saudi Arabia won't affect them. Uh, the intense divisions already aroused by it do not bode well for the future politics of this continent, already destabilized by the anger on all sides. So if we go down this route, things are going to get worse. Key question there, if. Yeah, if. Don't have to. Yeah. Don't need to go down the um, no, I mean, age of migration. The, the Conservative Party are in a dilemma because they did a, a big poll to find out who their base was. And the base age was something like 902. And so they needed to bring that down. And it also said predominantly white. 
So ever since that poll, which was probably about six years ago, seven years ago, they've suddenly become the happy, clappy, um, um, evangelicalist wingers of the let's let them all in and, and, uh, and let's pretend that... that uh, everyone in the world is the same. That everyone yeah. is, is um, it's in support of this, and they're not. I, I will have to come back one day. I'm sure you guys have noticed this as well. Why has the Conservative Party become the Hindu Nationalist Party? Not just me that's noticed that, right? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not talking about the number of you know, MPs or Indian or what. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm talking about why consistently do they keep talking about Indian nationalism? Yeah, yeah. Just for some reason. I mean, I know the late party has been talking about Pakistani nationalism for ages. Yes. Maybe yeah. they're just playing the opposite game, but get back to that another time. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he says in here that you know, the age of migration is coming. Can't stop it. There's no way of stopping it. Yes, um, there is. I would have thought there'd be a few examples of stopping it in the world. Yes. Saudis, mm-hmm. they don't seem to have it. The Korean border. For some reason, I think that is probably the place with the highest demand for migration on Earth. Yes. Between a population and another one. Yeah. And yet, for some reason, there's zero immigration across that border. Or little evidence. <laughs> now, I hate to be rude, but I mean, military force does actually stop people from breaking into countries. I'm afraid it does. It's yeah. uh, actually quite successful if you are willing to use it. The, the government we have is not. And that's the thing that will change it if you wanted to. I mean, I met some mercenaries, uh, and sorry, contractors in Afghanistan who um, they used to be in the army, they're not anymore. And <laughs> <laughs> so, veterans. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they finished. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I asked them because they've had Afghan translators and they're working with the Taliban government to get some deals done for various um, security companies. Serco. And um, the, <laughs> the, I have a few chats with them, and I said, well, what do you think of all the migrants? Because they were explaining to the Afghans, they were like, look, I worked for the British government, I was interpreter, I've applied for asylum in the UK. These guys are middle class, they're actually, someone you could argue has definite right to come here, of all yep. the people you could. Yep. They've all been denied. Yep. Mm. So they were all sat there, blooming furious with all of us Brits in the camp, yeah, especially yeah. their friends they've been working with when they were army soldiers and yeah, now yeah. different kinds of soldiers. Did you say, oh no, I'm a Canadian? No, no. <laughs> they were like, well, what, the, what the hell's happening? What's going on? We showed them the pictures of the boat people, et cetera. And they were really, really angry with us. Is it? Yeah, of course. Because they're like, these people are piss yeah, takers. Yeah, yeah. In Excellent. fact, another side note, the Taliban government <laughs> did actually issue a warning when we, you know, the country was taken over by them and loads of people fleed yeah. and um, they were all coming to Europe. The Taliban government, I found out, did actually issue a warning that amongst them were lots of rapists, pedophiles, yeah. And thieves. Yeah. Telling us don't take them. We didn't yeah. accept that warning. But for some reason, so anyway, back to it. The mercenaries, um, sorry, contractors, they said to me that the solution was literally take the guys off the boats, shove them on a sea lion helicopter, fly back to France, land on the beach, kick them out with your boot, fly back. Yep. Do that. Just do it over and over. For a day, they will stop coming because there's no chance of yeah. getting in. Yeah. Yep. Military force will stop. Yeah. 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 And when people say military force, because we've said military force, and then instantly it's like, oh, yeah, look at you, just want to shoot down dinghies in the sea. And it's like, no. You don't need to kill anyone. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. But that's what they go to because they know it's a solution. But that solution, if they make that solution seem inhumane, the government will never do it. Like there's going to be Apache helicopters patrolling the channel, yeah, shooting yeah. things. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not going to happen. They just pick them up on the ferry back, yeah. put them on a helicopter, whatever, doesn't matter. Yeah, because they, they, we, we've spoken to loads of these people across, right? And they all say, you know, they pay six and a half thousand pounds to get on a boat. If for any reason something goes wrong or they don't get across or the, the, the trip is cancelled, they lose that money and then they've got to save up another six and a half thousand pounds to get back on a boat. 
So those people, once they're picked up and dropped back, they're going to be pretty fed up and nobody's going to want to spend that yeah, money. You've got to make it a bad deal. Yes. Pure economics. Yeah, All yeah. crime is economics. I don't mm-hmm. know why people are talking about that. <laughs> just good business. Well, actually, it's yes, not even joking. Yes, yes. It is just good business. <laughs> so um, he says in here, voters are demanding government show that they are in control of their borders. Yeah, we have that. And those demands are hurting many left-wing parties, such as the Tories. Yet the response from the right cannot simply be preventing migration. Oh, well, never mind that. I thought it could be. Yeah. yeah. I thought that would be quite popular. I'll, tell, just I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, this would be a good idea. Let's do a, a, a list system and a points-based system. And then make it really hard. And then make just, just, just make really it really easy. Yeah. Mm. You know about the point system. So we did bring in a point system. I don't know yeah. if you had a look at it. I haven't had a look at it because it's a piss again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think that, what is it? The um the minimum wage. So we were like, okay, no, no, no. We don't want any, you know, really poor mass migration. Mm. We we wanted professionals. Yeah, yeah. Correct. In fact, we said skilled workers. Yes. And then we listed the wage to be a skilled worker is uh, yeah. twenty pence more than the minimum. Yes. Wage. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. It, it, <laughs> it, yeah. I mean, the Australians have it right. They say right. We need eighty plumbers. We need thirty electricians. Yeah. And it's published in Some January. Doctors and engineers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's published in January, and then you apply, and they pick the best of those mm. who apply, mm. and that's it. And that's how we should do it. Yeah. Back to the brigades, because I I do actually want to substantiate my claim. <laughs> he says in here, the clear conclusion is that we need migrants. It's inescapable. He never proves that, but never mind. <laughs> the UN predictions show 61 countries around the world can expect their populations to enter absolute decline before 2050. And most of those are in Europe. Most. Not talk about the others. Yeah. Because the European ones need mass migration. The other ones, the ones outside of Europe, the populations are declining. For some reason, they're doing just fine without yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Japan. Japan. I'm, I'm sorry. I've had, what, 10, 15 years of constant predictions? Everyone's heard of mm. they're going to collapse. They're too old. It's still rated as one of the best places on yeah. Earth to live. In yeah. fact, routinely scores way higher than the UK. Mm. Which is supposedly a rich country, mm. supposedly a safe one. I mean, I'm sorry, compared to Japan, we're not. No, it's demonstrable. But he says in here, um, as people become older and sicker, they need migrants. No, should we let them in on something? Migrants that... also get old yeah. and sick. Anyway, there can be no starker illustration of this than last Friday's <laughs> announcement by the Italian government, led by Giorgio Meloni, elected as a strident anti-immigration politician on a platform of controlling illegal entry into the country. Mm. Nevertheless, she has decided to give 425,000 work permits to non-EU nationals to ease labor shortages. Now, a lot of people have taken that news and run with it and been like, Maloney, how could you do this? And yeah, she should stand up. Mm. Don't get me wrong. But I'm not taking that on face value that, oh, she just turned around and went, actually, teehee, I love mass migration. Mm. Because that's not what happened. In fact, we can go to the Financial Times. It's obvious coercion. Mm. And you can see it in this article, for example, they mention the Maloney government said the quotas were set after talks with employers and unions to assess the genuine needs of the country. She literally sat down with big business and overnight was just completely 180 yeah. on her main point. Uh, and, yeah. and the reason for that's that, obvious coercion. Yes. Yeah. And the reason for that is because they want people to keep living on a slave labor. I don't believe in the minimum wage. The minimum that should be the, the minimum wage should be abolished. It should be a free, a, a free, a free market. A free market. God forbid. Catholic scum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but the the, the, the uh, yeah and and, and uh, P- Professor Patrick Minford, you know, um, say, says it p- perfectly by his box of tomatoes. He says if you price them too much, they rot, and if you price them too cheaply, 
they sold out. So you have to price them at the right price. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. There's nothing there's no science in this. Well, no, there isn't any science in Italian politics either. Because <laughs> as you can see, that is obvious coercion. And I can prove it as well with the the help of a, a dear friend on Twitter. Should we go to this chap who we do love to show his tweets because he's great? Italian youth unemployment rate, 30.9%. <clears throat> Correct. Now, I'll remind you, the reason for bringing in 400,000 foreigners was labor shortage. Yeah. 30% youth unemployment. That's horrific. But yeah, trust me, bro. I mean, if you scroll up on this one, I think there's a, there's a tweet before it that's even more beautiful, where he's just, because uh, he does these, these little images. If we click on that one, uh, the image there on, on the right. Yeah, oh, sorry. You can see here, he's just made a little image where he's like, despite... Uh, 30% youth unemployment rates. More Africans are urgently needed to keep Italy's vital Africans selling fake sunglasses outside a Pisa industry afloat. Do you know what? They follow me around all, all around Europe. They do. Oh, yeah, they do. Same guy, same bags. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your diet shortage of Africans standing around train stations selling fake designer handbags. You know, if you look, right, I've seen these things in action, right? When I say things, I don't mean the people, I mean the things they got their bags on. I mean, see, he's holding the ropes. See, he's got ropes in his hands. Yeah. So what he does is when the police come, they pull it and it's a drawstring and it puts them all in a bag and they check it over the shoulder and they run. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you know, so they, they know what they're doing is illegal as well. So, I mean, <laughs> Mr. Haig, go to hell. You don't know what you're talking about, even in that instance. Yeah. Uh, the, the, sorry to cut across, Cal. The, the um, youth rates for suicide in Italy are also appalling. You know, I, I don't know if the figures now, but but they are. They, they go mm. in because they, they, they've got... You, they don't you, have a job. You you go through villages and you see men sat on 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 the steps of, of their houses and they're waiting for Godo. They're, they're actually when in fact you're the only thing that they're going to talk about that day because they don't know you. So you pass them, and they're doing that. Mm. They've got no no. There's no prospect of of life, meaningful life. Mm. No, but trust it. If we raise the unemployment rate, employing people on to cut them, yeah, we'll have better lives. We'll go back to Mr. Haig because Mr. Haig has some more to say. He says, the ideas of the new Conservatives, a Tory group of MPs calling for a tougher immigration, are also going to fail. I'll skip over because we don't have much time. He says in here, the reason being that, you know, social care and universities, mm. how, how could you cut those? Yeah. I mean, number one, I thought that you could, you know, have your own social care workers. Mm. There are British people who need jobs. Yeah. Um, never mind, though. Never mind. Also, the universities, they might see a drop in people going there from overseas. Frankly, I think they deserve it. I don't know about you. I'm sick of the universities, especially yeah. in this country. In the oh, United yeah. States. Well, there's anyone who deserves to lose a massive amount of their income. It's those people. Yes. Oh, hundred percent. Especially the University of Ch of China in Swansea. Yeah, you mean Swansea, Swansea University? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is. exactly. So Swansea's linked with Wuhan, just because you didn't know they are linked. Yeah. So he says uh, this is an awkward reality for us all on the right who have promised lower immigration in the past. Yeah, it's almost like you lied to us, you bastard. Unless we can magically create, <laughs> he says, unless we can magically. Create younger, fitter, more willing, and better trained populations. We need migrants. Now, folks. Magic. Magic. <laughs> Alakazam, <laughs> my friends. I have come up with a magical spell. I have come up with something you can do at home with your wife, perhaps, which is pure magic. <laughs> Next image, please. I think I have something for Mr. Haig so he can learn. When a mummy and a daddy love each other very much, Magic happens, Mr. Haig, and we end up with a younger, fitter, and more willing to be trained population. Yeah. Uh, ah, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that is the magic. You know, that's the same. You know, it's, it's, magic doesn't exist. You know, it's that simple, isn't it? And presumably yeah. things are going this well is, in his household. Yeah. I, I, this is obviously a banned book in school. <laughs> well, I know they didn't go. <laughs> they didn't go, so it's fine. They are protected. 
we'll get the next one here because um, we'll get back to the article. This is where he gets the uh, kind of disgusting part, really, where he says, there is a corresponding new reality for the left where open borders won't work because you'll be electorally annihilated. And yet, Sir Keir Starmer's rhetoric has become tougher on immigration. So he's literally just telling us, lie. Just lie to the public yeah. and you'll be elected. Thanks. Great. I mean, sorry, but these people really do write their worst impulses publicly sometimes. Mm. Yes. So he then winds on about how diversity is our strength. So we'll skip over all that. It's the last bit, the brigades part that I wanted to get. If the future is one of continuing high levels of migration, the promotion of shared identity becomes even more important. Very polite way of saying race wars will happen. Yes. Thanks. He says, the coming age of migration, which sounds like Mordor, yeah. <laughs> is another reason to ensure citizenship carries obligations as well as rights. Labour's David Lammy put it well in advocating compulsory national service to break down the divides that are becoming entrenched in modern society. That's right. You're going to be forced into service alongside hordes of foreigners because there is no other way of stopping them from killing you. Yeah. Is his argument. So what's conscripted into what? Like what, what, is it, what will you have to do? Join the army. So that is it. We're going so, to form so, a diversity army. Oh my god! Yeah. So the so the fourth Afghan war will <laughs> be made up of um, yeah. lots of Muslims. Afghans <laughs> yeah. and um, the occasional British fellow. The the ones that are left have also been conscripted for some reason. He says such well, the officers for integration. This is not integration. No. Like when at any point does the <clears throat> argument for multiculturalism Britain cushioned with well, we'll also have integration programs such as forcing you into the army with them. Well, because otherwise you'll never form a bond. You end up killing each other. Yeah. Well, then killing you, but there we are. He says, the age of migration is upon us. Political ideas need to be updated if the deep polarization and division are to be averted. But literally, we need diversity brigades that all of your children are going to be conscripted into with random Somalis, Afghans, and people from God knows where next. Um, reason they're here, not for asylum, but because they can break in. Otherwise, the migrants will start killing us, like see, in France. See, we've been to an integration party with the Marines and the Paras. It didn't work out well, did it? No, I did not. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. But I'm sorry. I mean, this article, the reason I've gone over it in detail is because this is seriously what it has come down to, mm. what they're trying to sell us on. I mean, not only is it not happening, that's gone. It's happening, but it's a good thing. That's gone. Mm. It's happening. It's a good thing, and you will suffer as a result. Yeah. And it's, sorry, God forbid we end up like the Japanese. I mean, that is... Literally hell on earth, I'm told. Mm. Instead, we shall all conscript our children so that race wars won't happen. Mm. Thank you, Mr. Hay. Your service to this country is immeasurable. You really just destroyed this place as much as you yes. could, and your ideas continue to rot public yeah. discourse. And it really is immeasurable. Yeah, I mean, there's something <laughs> we can measure, though. Where does Mr. Haig live? Oh, okay, yeah. Mr. Haig lives here. Oh, I'm sure he's got loads of migrants in his rooms, though, if he's got 10 bedrooms or, or 10 bedrooms. People listening. 2.5 million pound mansion featuring 10 bedrooms and 10 bathrooms. So you can fit them in the bathrooms as well, I'm sure. And uh, should we just check out the racial data of where this happens to uh, be his mansion that he's writing this from? 94.9% white, English, Welsh, Scottish, and Northern Irish. Not a European in sight. And he sits there upon high writing about how we all need to be serving in the diversity army. Hmm. I'll end this off with one last thing. Aaron McIntyre made a fantastic point, prediction, in fact. We click on that left image there. He just happened to put this out during the riots. The most amazing thing is that none of this will stop the next batch of progressive or neocon think pieces 
about how immigration solves every economic ill. Yeah. Right on cue. Right on cue. Well, our neocons happen to just turn up and be like, this will solve everything. Mm. You know yeah. what we'll do? Conscript you into the diversity week. Anyway, there we are. I'm sorry. These people are the most privileged, the most out of touch, and demand we lose everything from their mansions. Yes. To hell with them. Yes. Mm. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, and, 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 these, uh, and these people, uh, him on the right, supposedly, and the left are the same, you know, the same ass, uh, the same cheeks, the same ass, aren't they? Mm. they? They both demand that we sacrifice while they live in, in luxury. Yeah, well, it's a champagne socialism again, isn't it? Yeah. You know? yeah. Both full of shit. <laughs> Let's go to the video comments. <laughs> Hello, Lotus Eaters. It's been a while. For the last six months or so, I decided to take a break from shenanigans and I made a game. The game is a D&D-inspired fantasy roleplay game. The game is entirely generated by AI. I have no control over what happens in the game, but the YouTube live chat does. The game is played live at 6pm GMT almost every single day. That's four hours from now, unless Connor's in today, in which case it's three hours and 33 minutes from now. If this seems like your kind of thing, subscribe to 48 Chronicles on YouTube and come play with us. Well, a word from our sponsors. We'll move on to the next sponsor, I suppose. <laughs> so I remember Connor mentioning playing the Telltale games, and I was wondering, has he played the uh, Wolf Among Us or read the original Fable comics from the 2000s? They're basically about uh, all of our fairy tale myths uh, living undercover in New York. And long story short, they had to put the first plot arc, they had to put down a communist rebellion from all the animal fairy tale creatures like Peter Rabbit. One of the ringleaders, Goldilocks, is a pretty prescient prediction of the modern leftist. I mean, all of her statements are just left-wing wall-of-text nonsense. It's uncanny. Well, it's not really addressed to me, so I don't really know what to do with that. Um, I'm also seeing in the chat, apparently, the audio is completely buggered for the video comments. So uh, let's go to the written comments instead, because I can read those. So Rue the Day says, The British aesthetic of the podcast is truly uh, delicious today, my dudes. So, birds. Thank you very much. Yeah. Our in-house models. Yes. <laughs> so um, we'll just read quickly read some, so I'll read one for each, I suppose. <clears throat> Out of time. Asians are the new whites. Omar Awad says, Asians are the new whites. Italians are the new blacks. We live in the same <laughs> time. So. I don't know if you... Yesterday we were going over and um, the day before. There's a... Um, York Council have decided that York was inhabited by a predominantly black population until like a few hundred years ago. Uh, the reason being that they've decided that the Romans were black. Ah, oh, okay. So, Are they white supremacists as well, then? Um, well, there's a lot of genocide, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> so on the on the park, um, Arizona Desert Rat says, "Can the hotel even accommodate three hundred people?" Ah, uh, no. <laughs> Simple answer. But they've got big halls and rooms that they can convert put bunk beds bunk in. Bunk beds, yeah. The truth is, they can they, they can accommodate. No people at the moment. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Ross Diggle says, 318 gay refugees from Iran sexually abused <laughs> teenage girls in small Welsh village. Other news in JD Sports. <laughs> they sold out of all clothing stock. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I mean, uh, you know what's funny is that because the migrant crisis has become so bad and every town has this, it's almost coming a point of cultural yes. touchstone for all of us. Absolutely. Across the country. Absolutely. Like, yeah, they all just sort of mill around the sports place, don't they? Yeah, or, or they deliver ooze. Yeah. Yeah. I am I'm out of time, but I am unbelievably angry about it. And um, you'll have to come down to Flanesley. How do you how do you do that? Flanesley. Flanesley. <laughs> and he's English. He's a, he's a man. 
Carnelli. The Welsh language truly is, I mean, it is, it's the double L, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Double L, double D. Yeah. <laughs> I struggle with it. I struggle with it. And I try to say it when I'm not on camera. So if there's a picture on the screen, I'll say it because sometimes you end up like, you know, but it is, it is a hard language to speak, but. Great that's music. the road signs. That's not even the language, really. That's well, just... yeah, the road signs have had a little update around the area, haven't they? <laughs> so the, the big road sign is to the Stratty Park Hotel and now says Asylum Seeker Hellhole. <laughs> uh, spray painted. Okay, we're out of time. Um, the person who did spray paint that. Um... You're on the next show. <laughs> <laughs> Are you free next week? Why not just write Conservative Party HQ next time is all I'm thinking. <laughs> Where would they find you, chaps? Uh, Getter, VO Wales Official, Twitter, VO Wales Official, and Stan, VO Wales, and voiceofwales.com. All right. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.